and hello movie lovers and welcome to the show and tonight i actually have a very special guest with me she's actually part of the holly shorts uh short film festival that's taking place in hollywood california right now and as uh pharrell uh amadeus i believe i said that right correct or Farrell Amadeus, it's Farrell. fine. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I know that we ran into some complications, but here we are. Um, yeah. yeah, so my question is this, how long have you been doing this, making film and things like that? And how did you get into this whole entire world of making film? Well, this is my first film. Oh, wow, okay. Whoa, <laughs> uh, I, I'm an actor and a photographer and hmm. I've been doing that my whole life and then when the pandemic started, uh, sort of like a shift happened and I started helping somebody with their project. I was a DP on someone's film and I just, it occurred to me that I could write and direct movies. And so I did and I made one and it got into Holly Shorts and I'm really excited to have my world premiere there. That's awesome though, that, that's really awesome. I'm proud of you for getting your foot in the door and everything and saying, hey, look, I know this is my first time doing this and everything. I'm just excited to actually be able to even be in part of the Holly Shorts because who would have actually thought that this would happen, you know? Um, I mean, I would have. I, right. I, I wanted to make a movie that people, I mean, I, I had to make this movie. It was something that like I felt, you know, super inspired and driven to make. But I, I did imagine that it would go to Holly Shorts and I hope that it has a wonderful festival run and i'm i'm so excited to share it with people you know we made a really mm -hmm. nice movie I, you know what though i want to say this i thought the mo opening monologue of the thing was really beautiful it was perfectly well shot and everything especially how you have the sun going down in the horizon and stuff like that and then you're explaining how what it would be like to actually have a connectivity with your mother and stuff like that, and if she would actually left you, uh, like you left you for dead, and stuff like that, wondering what it would be like to actually have some type of physical connection with your mother. And I thought that was perfectly well executed because of the fact that it actually gives you a feel of what you're going for in this movie, and then you also get this other character that just comes in later on, but you know, you're it's just an everyday normal life for your character, and then all of a sudden she gets the call saying, Hey, look. Uh, there, I have some stuff that belongs to your mother and I need to give it to you. And then it just plays off of that from there. Where did you guys, where did you get the idea for that? I'm just wondering. Well, um, I myself am adopted. And so all those mm. questions at the beginning were questions that I, you know, were very natural to me. And I grew up thinking, I, I always grew up thinking, you know, when I was born, did you hold me or, or did they just take me away? And I now have met my birth mom. She's actually in the film. Uh, she's at the end of the film. She plays my birth mom. And I got to ask her those, I got to ask her all these questions. And she said she did hold me. And it was, it was beautiful to get that clarity. But this movie is inspired by the uh, opposite of clarity. <laughs> this movie was inspired by that, that yearning, that intense yearning that an adoptee might go through right you know? i can right i actually felt that to be honest with you especially when your character's going through all the emotions and what it would be like 
to have a mother in her life, to ask her all these questions and things like that. It pulls on your heartstrings within the first five minutes of this. Aww. And like, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually felt a little bit of a tear coming down my eye because Aww. of that. I'm I'm not I'm not lying to you. It was I great. Don't think just you are. Thank no, you so much. Not, not a problem. Because here's the thing: I really enjoyed this film for what it is, and then all of a sudden it turns into like a thriller movie later on. Yeah, that's the fun <laughs> of it. So right. I describe it to people as a, a drama that's it sneaks in as a drama, but then it ratchets up to be a thriller. And I really I have always been obsessed with sort of mixed genre movies and TV shows, and I love I love when something shifts like that. Um, the feature length adaptation that I'm making of this movie. Mm -hmm. I, I want it to start off being a thriller and then it goes into an action movie. Oh, that would be awesome to be honest yeah, with yeah. you. I could definitely see it in that kind of way and going in that kind of light to be honest with you. And also too, another thing that I have to say is I was really glued into this film because I'm like, okay, is she actually gonna have that connectivity with her mother? What's gonna happen with this? Uh, set up and everything and then you get the call and then she's going to meet this guy and you know this is just me whenever I see the guy I'm like I'm hoping this guy is not a ball bag I'm hoping this guy is not going to be a total douchebag to her and what happened right it's actually what I thought it was going to be but 10 times worse than what I thought it was going to be yeah not a good guy no definitely not a good guy but I thought that the chemistry between you and that actor was really good though I'm gonna tell oh you my that. Gosh. Oh yeah, classic. We're we are uh, we work so well together, and um, that's and I wrote this movie for him, and I. This was our second project together. We just completed a third project together, and it's so easy to work with Clint. It is so it is so fun, and we work so hard, and I I love collaborating with him. I can definitely see that, though, with the chemistry, the character flow, and the characterization of his character was really good. That's another thing I pay attention to when I review movies, the characterization of characters. Because if you don't have that characterization, you pretty much don't have anything there. But you fleshed out that character. This is a, this is the thing that I have to give credit to someone that is only going to be able to tell a, te uh, tell a movie in 15 minutes, is the fact that you were able to give us something in like less than five minutes or 10 minutes of the film, and we actually know who this character is, his background of the character, and giving little small details into who, what kind of character that is. That's good storytelling. That's good oh, flow. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I love how his character progresses. I think it's. I think some people might see it coming, but he seems so sort of decent. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, he seems so like decent, and he seems so almost churchy and just like. Mm -hmm. uh, vanilla and then as it goes on you start to feel a little bit of um well there's a little bit of charm that happens where he starts to loosen up and then it it turns and he becomes aggressive and uh scary right <laughs> and you know what though i love the joke that you had in there though like when you he goes on ahead gets you something from the gas station and then you're on that road trip and everything at first he feels like he's that strict person i'm like okay so this is a guy that might be a stepfather to this uh to his daughter or whatever is a doctor this daughter that he never knew that he had and now he's just showing her the way of actually coping with her mother's death and also to being there for her as a daughter and also explaining hey look i don't talk in this kind of way 
and all of a sudden he's just start you see him start loosening up and it's just fantastic to see on screen about the transformation of his character where he first jokes around with her and then all of a sudden he goes into the aggression stuff i thought it was fantastic to be honest with you and then also too another thing though is when she's changing the channel and then she's trying to rock out and then he's going back over to the other station oh, yeah. and stuff like that. I thought that was really interesting. And the music choice that you had on there, I don't know who the artist was, but I thought that was actually a perfect well balance of identifying who who your main character is. To be well, honest that's Jessie Lynn Madera and she's my producer's best friend. We all went to college together. She's a wonderful uh, singer and songwriter at Jessie Lynn Madera. Check her out, check her okay. out. And um, she was very gracious and let us use her song. And I'm, I love that moment. I think it's a great song. I think so too. Like I said, it gives you uh, self-identification of who that character is and that characterization of that character. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny, uh, a tidbit is our cinematographer, Julia Swain, she actually shot the video. I didn't know this. She shot the music video for that song like years prior. I had no idea. Wow, that's that's yeah. pretty cool. And, and you know what else though I want to mention is this whenever I first see your character, the first thing I'm thinking of is this, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But I see a independent kind of character that's trying to show that she's strong on the outside, but in the inside and everything too, it's killing her at the fact that she doesn't know it's about self-identification of who where she came from and everything yeah. and that's the first thing that i got from it yeah yeah i think the movie is um there's a lot about self-identification and uh there's a lot that she keeps trying to see through things she tries to see through a mirror she tries to see through glass through the bottle she there's all these things through her phone and i think that it's a lot of sort of discovering you know, she's yearning to find out who she is and where she comes from. But part of this journey is she's figuring that out without even meeting this birth mom. She's, you know, she's shifting and changing and learning who she is because she can fight and get out of bad situations. I can definitely see that, though. I'm also going to say this, too. I think she's a total badass, to be honest Thank with you. you. You're very welcome. Thank you. And wait till you see. Oh, my gosh. The. Um, the feature adaptation is the one of the main characters is the birth mom. And if you think Grace is a badass, Mary is a bigger badass. She's so fun. Oh, I can definitely see that though. I can definitely see her being that kind of mother though. It's like, you know, a, a wolf protecting her flock or whatever you want to call it and protecting her, her daughter that she, yeah, she put her for adoption, but just because she gives someone up for adoption does not mean that that motherly instinct is not there. I can yeah. see her actually going after this guy for doing the things that she that he's going to be doing to her. Also, yeah, too, maybe it's going to be crazy. I also have a question. How did you manage to get your mother involved in this? I think that's actually pretty cool to actually have your real life mother play in this kind of role. Yeah. Well, we met in two thousand and five, and we've we've had a very strong connection. We've always been uh sort of like kindred spirits and we talk all the time and so i wrote this movie her name's mary grace and i i made this movie sort of for her because the movie is mary meet grace and uh 
And I just asked her if she'd be in it. I mean, it didn't make sense sort of to hire an actor that looked like me. I wanted the genuine experience of looking across at my birth mom and just like, and we really, at that moment, at the end of the movie, I really feel like those emotions are so real. What we're giving to each other is so open and so, uh, it's so sincere. And I'm so glad that we could share that with people who see the movie. That's a great thing, to be honest with you. And I even said this in my uh, non-spoiler review, which is like six minutes long, because I didn't want to give everything away. Because it's so yeah. hard for me not to spoil it. Because it's so good. <laughs> you oh, know? thank you so much. You're very welcome. And you see, the thing that I thought that was really interesting and everything, too, I also I said this to a set said this i said i could see a studio picking this up and continuing it later on to give us more yes. of the background yes but... from your lips to studio's <laughs> ears wow. yes. but yes but knowing that you are actually thinking about coming up with something yourself and continuing off of it is just fantastic because this is your first feature-length film basically your first short film this is your baby right here and this is what my baby but yeah. i've got a lot of kids common i mean this is my my first project like this uh but i've got so many during this pandemic i've been crazy and i've got so many scripts that i'm so excited to film i've got another short film i can't wait to film that and i just need to sort of meet the right people that can help me make it but it's coming and you know what, though? I admire women that actually go out there and put themselves out there and direct movies like Patty Jenkins and all the other uh, female directors and yourself and everything, too, because I like diversity. I like diversity in the workplace. I like diversity in film. And I think that women need a place to direct and have stories be told in the lenses of their eyes versus yeah. having men tell their stories. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy and everything, but still, I, I think, right. But here's the thing though, I'm always fascinated about what women think rather than what men think. Because- It's here's, very similar. Right. It's very similar. Because here's <laughs> the thing though. Different. I say to my kids all the time, they say like, is it a boy or a girl? And I say like, well, tell me what's, what's the difference? How do you, right. you know, how, what would a boy be like to play with? What's a girl like to play with? And uh, right. these are exactly. questions that even grownups have to answer, you know? Right. And what makes you, what makes that a boy toy? Or what makes that a girl toy? Why can't, yeah. right. Because, you know, I, I listen to this other podcast and everything. And this guy always talks about his daughter and his daughter walked, said this to him. He goes, why can't I play with that? He goes, why can't you? She goes, well, that's a boy toy. He goes, what makes you think that's a boy toy? You could play with the boy that that toy just because it is a race car doesn't mean that you can't play with it. Yeah. So it's you know that's the way I see it. But also, well, another thing that I want to get at is this: like, with men, we're pretty much one note. What you see is what we get. With women, what? you have <laughs> basically yourself short. True. Well, I just know I'm a guy. Okay. Because we go on our own emotions and stuff like that. Women know how to break things down in certain ways that guys can't basically do. Because I, don't know. I married um I married a man that that can break stuff down. You know, he feels wow. and he I mean, I mean, it depends on who, who you are. And um he's very emotional and he's very that's great. 
but you know, you never know what he's exactly. going to say. Right. And you see, I like hearing what women have to say because there's in the film industry in itself, it's actually hard for a woman to have her voice be heard when basically the man is actually always trying to tell the woman what she needs to do versus how the woman needs to be told basically what the woman needs to tell the man what to do. Because I feel like you have your preference on what you want to do. You need to tell your story the way that it needs to be perceived. It does not need to be changed and to benefit the male audience. It needs to be where it's you're telling your story the way that it needs to be told as a whole, because that's your story. This is your story. You shouldn't yeah, have to change it. Oh, right. I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. And I'm I'm excited to tell all my stories, and uh, right. I'm excited right. for the world to see them for sure. And uh, another thing, though, too, is this. Um, I actually like the other part with the. When did you guys get the idea? When did you get the idea for like the roller skates bit that you had? At, oh well, I love roller skating, and I think that I don't know how did I get the idea for roller skates. It's funny. I actually I had a scene that we weren't able to film that explains the roller skates a little bit more. <laughs> but what happens is there's some backstory. And so what ended up happening was Dom, his brother is actually the biological father of Grace. And in high school, his older brother and Mary met, like they have, they boned at a roller skating party. Like they, they said Leslie McCauley's roller skating parties where, where they did it. And, um, so he has the skates from that night. Okay. He's been, Dom's been like collecting Mary artifacts for a very long time. I could see that, especially with the pony carousel thing that he has in his hand. The trophy. Have, yeah, the trophy that he has in his hand. Yeah. And that was really creepy. And then, creepy. you know, I'm like, there's just something up with this guy that I'd find very creepy. And then all of a sudden he has it, the house. It's not even a house. It's just like an RV parked on the, in the desert, I'm like, red flags. I'm like, yes, yes. when I'm did like, you first? When did you first feel like he was, or did you already know the story a little bit coming in? Like, when did you know that he was trouble? Okay, so when we first get introduced to his character and and he's holding the uh, ashes, I'm like, okay, this guy knows his her mother. He's trying to have a little bit of a connection with her. Okay, this guy might be all right, but at the same time, I'm being kind of hesitant. It's like, okay, you have this guy that just comes into your life randomly that you don't even know. And it's kind of like saying, okay, should I trust you or should I not trust you because I don't know you? I just know you for a brief moment. And then when she gets in the car with him, and then the part that I would have to say is where I figured that gave me, gave me chills a little bit, maybe was at the gas station, don't get me wrong, um, because he has the sodas in his hand, has the bottles in his hand, he's all happy and everything. She's happy too because she's actually having some kind of connection with him because of her past. But at the same time, I'm like, no, there's something creepy about this. Why would you have the bottle caps opened already? Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. And uh, and then when he gets right before he gets in the car, he like looks both ways. And it's funny, we did, you know, we filmed that the sun was going down. We had to rush. We were trying to do the steady cam thing. Everything was kind of crazy. And I had this idea for the shot and it was it was crazy and time was going. And we actually had only one take 
where he did the like look to the side. I don't know why he didn't do that in earlier takes, but but anyway, so we only had one take we could use because that was that was the one. That was the last take we did. And actually the light in it isn't as good. The light in the other takes were was fabulous, golden like shadows. And this one wasn't as dramatic, but it's what we needed emotionally and story-wise. And you know what though, to be honest with you, I'm glad you only got in that one shot. Because I feel like if you did got into that other, every other every shot that you have, it'll already be giving away that character on who he is. But because he looks away just a little bit and just has that little smir uh, smirk on his face a little bit, and that those eyes of his, yeah, you definitely know that he's a creeper. Right. But but if you kept on doing that, well, no, it would take so so it would be the same moment. Okay, and same moment. Okay. It was only in that moment that we needed to okay. look both ways. But we okay, okay. put his look in other uh, scenes. Okay, okay, I gotcha. That, that moment. Okay, because I was going to say, if you did it the other way, where it was like repetitive, it wouldn't have worked. Because in the fact you got it with just this one take, it works phenomenally, to be honest Thank with you. you. Yeah. You're very welcome. And also, too, it kind of reminds you of this. You can be, it's like people wear different layers of who they are in front of other people as soon as they're done and everything they go back home and that's who their real true selves are so basically to him he needs to portray somebody that is actually going to be innocent someone that she can trust and then once he gets her trust that's when he knows that he can actually get her alone and do whatever he wants to do to her yeah. so that's what i feel like i feel like as a cheap and wolf's clothing basically where basically once people see the well-dressed person that that person is, and then once they go home, that's their true identity of who they actually are. Because you're only seeing them for a small glimpse of their of eight hours, for example, if you're working somewhere. You only see them for an eight-hour period, and then after that, they go home. They're not going to be the same person that you see at work. They're going to be somebody else, and that's exactly what I got from that guy, to be honest. Yeah, good. I'm so glad. He does it. He is, he's so good. He has such a great performance. You know, he's not creepy in real life at all, and he's not scary. He's very affable and right. you know, an, an actor, likable. And but I think he's wonderful in this. I think he's so scary. And there's a scene at the end where his eyes just sort of look like dead. He like looks up from his phone, and his eyes look just like like they're not even human anymore. I love and it. I also like this other scene where he's looking at the cell phone. He's looking over at. Uh, He's talking on the phone with your mother, and then he's looking at um, at the main at you, and he's talking to her. And the mother's like, "Do not do anything to her. Don't do anything to her." I'm like, "Girl, you need to get out of there." Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's I was even yelling at my TV screen. I was like, "Girl, you just need to go in and run and get out of there. Forget about this guy." And then he also has the roller skate the roller skates thing. I'm like, "How is she gonna go on ahead, get out of that trailer with the roller skates on?" Because that's going to be a hard thing to film, too. I is know. <laughs> I know. I mean, also, like, how is she going to run through the desert? How is she going to drive a car with these skates on? And let me tell you, it's hard. It's real hard. I give you props for that, though, because I've never seen in a movie where someone's trying to do something with the roller skates on and trying to drive and escape from somebody. That is something that's really original to me. Well, thank you so much. You're very yeah, welcome. I really had a vision about that. I really, I saw this girl in a wedding dress with roller skates, like running through the desert. And uh, 
that is a that's a very feral image. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I think I covered everything I pretty much wanted to ask you about this film and everything. But also too, I wanted to know how long does it usually take for you to come up with something like this and to film something like this? Because I know it has to take more than a couple of days to shoot something like this. And also too, what was your budget like? I'll tell you exactly the answer to all those questions. Um, I started thinking about this story in March of 2020. I let it sit for, I rewrote it a few times. I let it sit for a few months. And then I started getting funding for it. I started uh, crowdsourcing on Seed and Spark uh, in October. The month of October, I raised $16,000. I That's know. Awesome. Yeah. You see that face that you just made? I, I made that face. Too, where I was That's impressive. I thought I could make this movie for like $2,000. I was like, yeah, I'll use my iPhone and I'll just do this, blah, blah, blah. And then I I brought on my producer, Nell Tier, who's fabulous, who works with Julia Swain all the time, who's my DP. And they wrote out a budget and they were like, yeah, it's going to be around $20,000. And I was like, $20,000. So we got it down to $16,000. Um, and then we shot it for three days in December. It took three days to shoot. And it was a great shoot. It was really fun. Really good team of people. Positive attitudes. That's great. great. Yeah. Because you really need fun. to have that positive. Right. And then we edited it in um, for a few months, all remotely. My editor, Nick Widener, who is just the best person alive uh he we edited it he would just send me we would just be on the phone together editing we'd be on uh, facetime and and that took a few months and then my neighbor did uh sound mix he's a sound mixer uh, my old neighbor in new york clive helfit did design work for me he, he designed our poster and all sorts of stuff the website and every everyone's been great it's been a real communal project i'm really that's awesome. proud of it yeah that's awesome I'm, I'm proud of you on the accomplishments that you made with this and i know that it's premiering what saturday you said it's or was premiering it friday? um friday at 2 30 at the chinese okay. theater here in hollywood okay. and i'm really excited about it i can't wait to see it on today i actually saw um like a test screening for it you know to listen to the sound in five five months around and i I saw it on the big screen and I just started crying. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And it looks so good. It I mean, really I, does. You should see it big. You should <laughs> see it on a big screen. It is so different. Like the film quality, it's not film, it's digital, but the, the quality of it is so, it's exactly what I wanted. It's perfect. The colors, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Thank you, Rob Crosby. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited to see it with in a theater full of people. Right. I can't oh. wait. To be honest with you, I'm excited for you and everything. And, you know, I wish you a lot of the success that you have with this. This is your baby. This is your passion project. This is everything that you wanted it to be and more. I, I just want to say thank you for allowing me and having the privilege to be able to view this. Because it means so much to me. As a reviewer, you're very welcome. And, you know, everybody's talking about all these other big budget films and stuff like that. I'm like, 
they're like all we get is like rehashes of of remakes and stuff. I said, dude, you guys need to go ahead and invest in yourself some indie projects. Oh yeah, Because oh, indie yeah. projects is where it's at. And yeah. they're like, well, how do I do that? I said, word of mouth. Yeah. If you go up to your movie theater, your local theater, and say, hey, look, I heard that this was high at the Hollywood Shorts, or if this was actually uh, getting some buzz around some of the other indie film festivals, guess what? Chances is that movie will be played at a bigger theater because people are going to be wanting it because word of mouth is what helps it. We're the ones who uh, tells the movie theaters what to do yeah. and sell tickets. Yeah, and that's and the way the to ones. do it. You're the ones. Tell them. Tell the world. Tell the world. I will. I sure will. Yeah, please. And I'm not. I don't hold anything against you because you're a New Yorker or anything. So. I understand that. And right. now, I mean, now I'm an LA person. So, like, so, you know, but I am a native New Yorker. Okay. So, there, but there's no animosity because okay. you're a Boston guy. Yeah, I'm originally from Boston, but I'm in Mississippi. So. Oh, so see, we can't even fight because we're no. not even in our hometowns. Right, exactly. We would have to go over to our hometown just to go in and have a rivalry against each other. So I, I almost wore my Yankee shirt, but instead I wore this generic shirt that I love. It, says, <laughs> just, it just says baseball. It's ball. On it. <laughs> I, think I, I think you were scared. I think you were just scared because I think you were just scared because you thought I was going to break out some Red Sox stuff. That's all. You just didn't want to. <laughs> that's all it was. But nah. I, I just want to say, though, you are very passionate what you do. I could see the energy that you bring out into this, just talking about it and everything. I wish you the biggest success with this film. Let me do me a favor. Do me yeah. a, do me this. Email me and let me know how your film is doing, because yeah. I want to. Because I'm rooting for you. Oh, 110 percent. You. You're you, very John. welcome. You're That's welcome so because you. you're very I welcome. Tell, I can tell you really like the movie, and that means a lot to me. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I know, like I said before, I know it's six minutes, but it's six minutes of me just talking passionately about your film. And I even released the six minute on audio podcast too, because that's how much I believe in it. Oh, thank you. So that means a lot to me. It really you're does. Welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, so, with that being said, is there anywhere that anybody can reach out to you, follow you, and all that other stuff? Or is this well, just. Sure. You yeah. can uh, check out marymeetgrace.com. You can contact me through there. You can check out my Instagram, Farrell, that's as in Frank, A R Y L, for real, Farrell for real. That's after Instagram.com backslash Farrell for real. And that, um, I try to like uh, keep people in touch with my filmmaking fun stuff. We just wrapped on a feature film and there's a lot of behind the scenes pics and fun stuff. And I'll, I'll put stuff on there uh, from the festival. And, yeah. Okay. So guys, if you guys want to go ahead and follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook and on Instagram underneath the same uh, brand name on Pinterest as well. Another thing too is we're actually doing stuff uh, we're actually doing a charity with Two Blur Girls podcast, and it, all the proceeds go over to the Red Cross for the victims over in uh, Hurricane Ida. So go ahead, get yourself a Cincy, and all the proceeds go over there. But if you guys want to donate to my show, all you have to do is go go, go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast, and that's where you guys can donate 5 to $10 over there. But if you guys can't, I totally understand it. This pandemic actually has holes in everybody else's pockets. So I completely understand that. So all you have to do is just a simple like, simple share, and also subscribe over to my channel. That's plenty enough for me. So smash that like button, smash that share button, smash that subscribe button, and all, <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, 
Smash that little bell on the bottom right-hand corner. It lets you guys know that when we're going live, when we have some new stuff going on, that allows us to, allows you to know that we have some new stuff coming on at Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, if you want to go in ahead and follow me on Twitter, how do you do that? Just go to, over to Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast of this episode and many episodes that we do where you guys get your podcast from. Go on ahead, rate us on Good Pods. That's a little app that for people that loves listening to podcasts or if you're a podcaster yourself, rate us on Good Pods and everything. And also, too, you can also rate us on Apple Podcasts as well. Then you can also, if you're a sponsor and would like to get in touch with me, just go on ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere you guys can go on ahead and follow me at. I just want to say thank you again for allowing me to review this film it means so much to me i wish you a lot of success thank you frill i do appreciate it and guys always until next time it's it's been real it's been fun i can't wait to do this again and bye-bye <laughs>